Welcome back. Welcome back. Episode one of season two. Season one's in the books. I'm so thankful for the support that I've received from my Haas and around followers. Ten episodes, a lot of fun, storytelling, observational humor, and I'm so glad you're back with me. Available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Share, listen, subscribe, and thank you for supporting the dream here. As we move into season two, you know, I took some time off of the last six weeks at the end of season one. And I took some time, I took some me time, right? You know, I went, I had vacation, I've, you know, I've worked on some material, I've went back out in the world, I've got some new stories to share. And the biggest thing that that says summer to me is the beach. And that's why I wanted to start here today, because there's a fascination that people have with the beach. And why do people love the beach? From a macro, let's break it down. From a macro perspective, right? People hate land. They want to be near the water. They want to be cool. There's a lot of things you can do in the water. You know, it's a cool place to be. People want to sit on land and stare into the ocean. They want to stare into this vast abyss that is the ocean and not think about anything. There's something calming. There's something peaceful. And humans love it. That's macro. Micro, why do people love the beach? It's one of the best outdoor spaces that we have. Right? For those of us that are lucky enough to be near the coast, hopefully you take advantage of it. Right? For those of us that aren't lucky enough to either be a coast and you're landlocked, eh, sorry. Sorry to hear that you're landlocked. Yeah, go to the beach someday. Go to the beach. Check it out. It's a great place to be. It's a great place to be. I assume all my listeners that today have at least been to the beach uh, when they were either growing up or recently. There's a lot of things that go into a beach day. It is not, it is, it's a production. It is a production. So you decide to go to the beach. Now what? Well, you got to pack up your entire house. Pack up the entire house, throw it in some bags, throw it on your arms, look like a pack mule, and get on out there. If you're lucky enough to live near the beach, maybe that's not your style. Maybe you just can make a couple trips and, and you're good to go. Go back to the house for lunch. But for those of us that didn't live near the beach, a beach day was a full day. Nine to five, we put in our time. We punched in, we punched out. And when we went to the beach, we brought everything and one trip. Like we one trip the groceries into the house after our grocery run. We one trip it out to the beach. What do we pack? Coolers, tents, towels, toys, games, food, drinks, speaker, flowing device, spare clothes for after you get in the water, generator, extension cord, blender, lumber for a tiki bar, a tiki bar. I'm kidding about the last couple things, but you get what I'm saying, right? You literally have to bring everything with you. Everything. Pack up the house. We're going to the beach, honey. We're going to the beach, honey. I was just at the beach the other day, and it reminded me of... When growing up, you know, you see a lot of different things, a lot of different techniques at the beach of how you claim your space or your land. People literally are claiming territory. They get there early in the morning. They claim. I saw a family dig a trench around their family's compound. And then the little kids started pouring water. Little do the kids know the water just keeps going down. It soaks into the earth, folks. It's too hot. It doesn't stay on top of the sand. It's whatever. The parents obviously weren't doing their parenting. That's one of the things that makes me not want to go back to the beach. There's too many people. Crazy people. I mean, if it's a quiet, if it's an isolated beach, private beach, great. Beautiful. You're in business. The other things that really don't make me like the beach are what? The sun. Sand. Probably horse flies, too. Probably horse flies are top on the list. The sun's great and all, right? This is huge, beautiful, bright orb in the sky that keeps everybody warm. But it creates some issues for us fair-skinned folks. Sunburn, sun rashes, sun poison. One of those I'll have in common, the word sun. The sun is the main issue, right? 
If we look at the sand, you know, now the opposite. You're sitting on the sand. The sand in New England is shit. It's not great. It's not great. That's why I can't say, you know, if you go to the Caribbean, if you're on the white sand beaches, you know, different story. Different story. But the sand up here, it's terrible. It's terrible. It makes this the experience not as great. And you don't want that sand in areas where the sun don't shine. You really don't. You really don't. And last of uh, the last but not least, probably the most hated and dreaded thing on the earth for me at a beach are the horse flies. Uh, you ever been bitten by a horse fly? You know the pain that I'm feeling. Uh, it's just, I don't know how to honestly describe it. But I think about, you know, when, when creatures were created, the horse fly was a spawn of Satan. The horse fly basically, we need something for the beach. We need something. Pick me, pick me, pick me. The, the horse fly literally makes everybody's day miserable at the beach. I had one the other day, and I was really slapping my legs just furious. I had to go in the water. I had to go in the water to try to get away from this thing. Absolutely crazy. On the flip side, there's a lot of things to like about the beach. No rules. There's no rules at the beach. If you're going to the right beach, there's no rules. You can enjoy some Genos. That's what, they, that's what they're saying now. My guy Will. My guy Will and Tom Sivright. They're saying Genos for beverageinos. You're welcome. I just gave you a great new word to use. Drinking some Genos. Anybody want a Gino? I'll take a Gino. All right. There's no rules. So you can enjoy some Genos, you know, put in a red silica, whatever you want. You can pee in the ocean. Don't think about it while you're in there or you're swimming. Like people, literally, people just go in the ocean to pee. The ocean is just. A lot of different strangers, strangers urine. That's literally what it is. That's literally what it is. I hate to ruin your experience. That's literally what it is. But that's a great, other great thing. There's no rules. You go pee in the ocean, whatever. The other great thing is kids can do whatever they want. The beach is like a playground for children. I'm thinking back to when I was a kid. What was the number one toy or tool that I brought to the beach? A shovel. A shovel. Little did I know that my parents, you know, my parents just happily purchased the shovel for me. I literally was just performing manual labor for fun at the beach while my family was just sitting there. Like the, the parents are just having a good time. And the kids are there digging holes. Digging holes. I didn't realize it later till I was about, you know, my teens. I'm a summer camp counselor and I'm working the after camp care. The kids there, we get to watch movies and DVDs in the AC after a long day in the sun, you know, of, of summer camp. And for one summer, I swear, the kids in the summer camp literally watched the movie Holes. I'm going somewhere with this. I'm going somewhere with this. Watching the movie Holes. So I'm thinking back to my days of digging holes, and I'm thinking, this is literally me 10 years ago when I was a kid. I had my shovel. I was digging holes. My dad's measuring for diameter. He's measuring it for the depth of the hole. He's like, where are you digging to? You digging at China? You know, it's crazy, crazy. So I'm thinking about this movie Holes. I'm thinking about summer camp. And... It's just, it, when I connected those two things, I was like, my parents were just teaching me manual labor. That's literally what they were doing. Literally what they were doing. The other part of Holes that also gets me is my girl, Madame Zeroni. I don't know how many of you are Disney or Holes fans, but Madame Zeroni is, you must carry Madame Zeroni up the mountain and sing while I drink so I can get strong too. I literally think of Madame Zeroni, <laughs> I literally think of Madame Zeroni all the time now because my, my agent... And, uh, and buddy Mikey, he has a Madame Zeroni tattoo on his on his arm. He's got a man carrying the pig up the mountain. And every time I see him, I go, you must carry Madame Zeroni up the mountain and sing while I drink so I can get strong too. <laughs> it's absolute comedy. 
Absolute comedy. Speaking of Mikey, I'm going to end on this this fascinating this, this story that I will never forget. These stories, I'll always never forget these stories that I tell. But there's a story for, about the beach. It was last summer. And uh, Mikey, my agent, is in the story. We were there were seven of us that went down to the beach. It was you know this is in the summer of COVID, we'll call it summer of COVID, and we're going down to the beach. Seven of us: Mikey, Shelby, myself, Rose, my sister Janet, her boyfriend Jake, and our and AJ. So the seven of us are going down. Seventh wheel AJ is with us, of course. And it's a family beach day. You know, it's our quarantine pod. It's at my aunt's, my aunt Janet. Thanks, Aunt Janet, for letting us use the house in Bourne. And we're having a day. We're having Geno's on the beach. We're playing beach games. We're swimming. We're laughing. This is like our first time out since COVID. So we're having a really good time. And I'll tell you, we put in our time. We put in our 10 to 5. We put in a good seven hours of the day at the beach. And we only had one minor casualty. I'm not saying like we were maybe tipsy, like maybe buzzing. Like it wasn't, it wasn't outlandish. It was just a great day. Great day. AJ may have been face down on the beach with white claws. I'm not, I'm not sure. Details hazy there. But there was one casualty. My agent, Mikey, had his, uh, the tops of his feet were sunburnt, blasted by the sun. Looks like someone had taken tomatoes and smeared them on the tops of his feet. I don't know if anyone has ever experienced this, this before. I've experienced this, this, um, this sunburn before. It does not feel good. You're trying to dig your feet in the sand to cool them down, whatever. So... We finish up the beach day. We head back to the uh, to the house. We grill. We chill, playing card games. It's like ten o'clock, and it's like, all right, everybody's exhausted. It's time for bed. Like literally, when you're out there in the sun, you get zapped. You get zapped. So everybody's going to bed, and uh, there's three bedrooms. There's a couch. Everybody's asleep. Two a.m. comes around, and everyone gets woken up to the loudest of bang, bang, Mike Brain, bang we've ever heard i'm talking like two cars colliding at 65 miles an hour i'm talking a sledgehammer hitting i don't know you know those destroy rooms where you can like go blow steam like literally someone just smashing things at will godzilla versus kong level noise i get woken up with a forearm to my chest andrew Rose wakes me up, hits me on the chest. I get up. I spring up like the Undertaker out of his casket. WWE reference for those. <laughs> Literally pop up out of my casket like the Undertaker. Walk out of my bedroom. Shelby's yelling at the bathroom door. Mikey, Mikey, are you okay? AJ, who was sleeping on the couch, gets up. Seventh wheel AJ gets up. Walks over to the bathroom. Starts cracking jokes. Nobody can get in the bathroom because Mikey is blocking the door. He's fallen. It's, it appears that he's fallen and hitting his head. He's he's hit he's hit the door. So I I I walk and perceive myself to the freezer in the kitchen. I start making a bag of ice. I put the ice over the sink. I start making the bag. I start feeling lousy. I don't know what came over me. I go sit down on the back porch and I'm looking outside, just trying to get some fresh air. AJ comes out and asks me if I'm okay. That's the last thing I remember. And then he goes inside. He grabs the bag of ice, goes and brings it to Mikey, comes back out, finds me laying in the grass, shorts at my ankles, and I am I am peeing off my side. I'm peeing on my side into the ground. I cannot explain to you what happened. I was not drunk. By no means. By no means. Went to bed at 10 o'clock. This is four hours later. Middle of the night, I can only explain it as pure shock. I felt like I had to shit my pants. 
I almost did right there and there. I was looking for exit strategies of where I could. I was looking at bushes. I was looking at what could I couldn't make it to the bathroom. I could not make it to the bathroom. Meanwhile, Mikey is getting aided by all the girls. He gets brought back to bed. They put clothsicles on his feet. He's feeling good. <laughs> clothsicles are just ice duh, towels that you place on your feet. He loves clothsicles. I'll tell you, clothsicles. Uh, so he's back in bed. Yeah, I think he falls back asleep. People now check on me. I, I regain my senses. All I can describe it as was pure shock. So I'm woozy. I go into the kitchen. I drink something sugary. I'm just like, I can't, like, I am just, I don't know what just happened. I'm in pure shock what just happened. I heard this noise. I woke up in the middle of the night, whatever. Everybody's in pure shock. Next thing you know, my sister, Janet, is sitting at the kitchen table and AJ's next to her. Why is it always AJ that initiates these, you know, when people have issues? I don't know. Janet's sitting at the kitchen table. Jake is and her boyfriend Jake's next to her. We're all, you know, we're all sitting there kind of just regrouping over what had happened. And Janet just has a blank stare on her face and her head starts bobbing. AJ's asking her, hey, Janet, can you go pass the, the whatever it was? Head is bobbing. Literally like the, the life and the soul was zapped out of her. I, it's wild to think about now. Jake's like, get her on the ground. They lift her legs up. You know, Jake's going to be a doctor. Great guy. Unbelievable. Lift her legs up. We're tur- Everybody's now here. This is now three of us out of the seven that have gone down. One more we're calling an ambulance. One more we're calling an ambulance. So Janet comes back to her senses. We're now all sitting there. It's, it's like three in the morning. An hour has passed. It's three in the morning. Mikey's yelling, it's carbon monoxide. It's carbon monoxide from the bed with his classicals on his feet. He's calling, classical Mikey is calling out that it's carbon monoxide. So we look it up. It's not carbon monoxide. We, uh, whatever, it's not. We check, we're reading through Google, you know, Web, uh, WebMD, whatever the hell. We're doing it all. So everyone's just so wound up now. It's three more. Mikey is now asleep. The, the six of us, the rest of us, now are just like, what do we do? No one can fall back asleep. The sun's starting to come up. It's now 4 a.m. We put on Seabiscuit. My aunt has all these old DVDs at her house and, and no Wi-Fi. It's unbelievable. It's great. It's unbelievable and great. So we start watching Seabiscuit. All of us stayed up watching the entirety of the movie. 5, 30, 6 o'clock when it ends. Light out. And we all just go lay down and take a quick nap. All from a beach day. All from our buddy Mikey. My agent Mikey. Burning his feet created this sequence of events. I hope you held on to your seats there. Held on to your seats there for that sequence of events. The beach. The beach can... It can make and break friend groups. It can... It, 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 sun poisoning, sunburn, sunburnt feet, classicals, almost shitting my pants. What a day. What a night it was. Thanks for joining me on that wild ride, the beach. So many beach experiences. I'll put up a post on Instagram so you can interact with me, but Instagram, around at gmail.com. Share, listen, subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and let's keep making the world a funnier place. 